Hello and welcome to the Startup Creative Podcast. I'm your host, Kayleen Langford, founder of Startup Creative, author of How to Start a Side Hustle and resident business coach, serving you straight up business advice to help you start, grow and scale the business of your dreams. Hi guys and welcome back to the podcast. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to share some really exciting news and that is that our Start Your Side Hustle online course is officially live and ready for you to download and start working on your side hustle. It is a mix of book content but also video, audio, extra worksheets, lots of examples and my personal experience in starting my side hustle and a so much more like deeper version of everything that I've taught over the last 10 years. I'm so excited. It nearly killed me making this course, but it feels really nice to have it live. You can access it through the website. There was a course tab at the top. And if you get in before the 5th of October, you can get the early bird price, which will save you $40. And there's also a bunch of bonus resources. So pretty much all the paid resources on my website, like the first aid kit, the ebook, and the Just Start audio series, you'll get all of those for free instantly. So save yourself $40, download all of those before the 5th of October and enjoy the course. I'm so excited to see you in there. There's a private group, which I'll be checking in on. There's a resources page, which I'll be updating on a regular basis, but lots of juicy content in there of everything that you need to make it happen. And hopefully lots of accountability by having to work through the course rather than just putting a book down and forgetting about it. All right. I can't wait to hear what you think and I'll see you in class. Hello and welcome back to the Startup Creative Podcast. I'm your host, Kayleen Langford, founder of Startup Creative, author of How to Start a Side Hustle. And on today's episode, you are going to listen back to a Instagram live that I did with Lucy. Um, It was meant to be a half hour little check-in, turned into like an hour of really great advice. So decided to put it on the podcast for anyone looking for some inspiration about how to create Uh, content across Instagram, Substack, YouTube, uh, but just in general. There's lots of mindset hacks. There's tips for engaging your audience, making cut-through content, um, scheduling versus doing it spontaneously. So much. Lots of really great tips. Lucy was a coaching client of mine, but also I think we figured out that she sent me a voice message DM after listening to the podcast and let me know her reflections on how it helped and what she liked. And then we kept in touch just through Instagram. And then eventually I actually, you'll probably see a lot of her work on my website. Um, We've done some little collabs together where we did coaching and she provided me with some of her stock images from her film photography. Um, And a lot of actually her photography really inspired my new website. Uh, I was really loving the film vibe and just like things that were a little less businessy but could be related back to or a bit more lifestyle-y. And it was when she offered to give me a bunch of her stock images, just stuff that she had taken and to use, that I was like, oh, cool, I'm going to 
like dive into the, my website rebuild because, um, yeah, I think images of anyone building a website, images is one of those things that, you know, you can have all of the pretty fonts and colors, but if you don't have the graphics that kind of complement it, it can feel really overwhelming. So really good tip is collaborate with photographers, you know, reach out to them. A lot of them have photos that they've never used or, you know, just fun um, that can really suit across businesses. And yeah, I've, ref- I've referred Lucy to a number of coaching clients of mine for photos for their sites as well even if it's just to help you get started. Anyway, love her work, love her hustle. She also shared with me that she uh, had it on her goals list to be on the podcast and again reached out and told me that this is what she wanted to cover and this is, you know, her advice. And also I've watched her do it consistently show up and, you know, I've seen the results of her growing her business and it's been, yeah, when, when I see that I know somebody's actioning it and I also know that they've got lots of, you know, straight up, you know, from the front line advice to give to everyday people, not necessarily the advice from like people who have, you know, really blown up their businesses and sometimes feel a little bit unrelatable. And I think one thing we didn't touch on in the uh, live was that she had, Lucy had had her uh, baby who was four months old and was feeling a bit stuck and, and uninspired with wanting to be creative and started her YouTube channel. She now has nearly 20,000 subscribers on YouTube. I think over 20,000 followers on Instagram and it's all been through content creation and showing up with really good advice generously and yeah, just then has gone on to sell prints. Um, I think she's got some resources on there and has also collaborated with brands to create content for them in a paid um, capacity. So really good example. People ask me all the time, how much should I give away for free? Lucy's business model has been based on showing up with genuine value to help people and to provide a solution to a problem that people might have to really niche down to find her audience you know understand them understand what they need and then uh, eventually being able to monetize that love this her story I love her success I love how hard she works and her advice is amazing um so enjoy the episode we share a lot of you know she's way more structured and planned I'm definitely winging it um but we had lots of insights into how content creation is paid off so it's a great marketing strategy and Lucy's business and success is a beautiful example of how it works it can be a slow burn and it feels like it you're never going to get anywhere um but this is an example of how it evolves. She recently just collaborated with the Ace Hotel in Sydney as well, which is pretty cool. Uh, so, yeah, I'll leave that to you. Enjoy the episode. If you haven't already, get in touch for business coaching before the end of the year. Uh, you can email me, hello at startupcreative.com.au or jump on the website and go through the form on the coaching page, startupcreative.com.au and I'd love to get you in before the end of the year or if you want to snag a session for early in the year, January has some availability um, but February there's some exciting events and things already in the works. So it's going to be a busy next few months. Uh, Be sure to jump in if you want it. Otherwise, enjoy this episode and look forward to hearing what you think. Welcome, everybody. Kay here from Startup Creative. 
Um, I am going live with Lucy very shortly, who is a client and a content creator and um, is going to tell us all about content. So if you're like me and you get exhausted by content, you get um, overwhelmed, you feel like you've got enough things on your plate that you don't have time for it, um, Lucy's going to give you some insight. So um, between her and I, we make content across YouTube, Instagram, Substack. Uh, what else does she do? So if you have questions across any of those platforms, what you should be creating, how much time, how much effort you should be putting into it, she's going to teach you exactly how she does it. Um, and she has a pretty amazing story, which I'll let you tell her tell, which is all about how, uh, yeah, she kind of went from not wanting to be on social media to building a pretty big platform. So um, yeah, I think it's a question that I get asked a lot. I personally struggle with content creation and feeling like you can't keep up to feed the algorithm what it needs, um, as well as, you know, the ever-changing uh, environment of content creation and um, how to get it cut through when it gets really noisy as well. I think there's a lot of people, yes, this will be recorded, so we'll also... Um, download the audio and probably put it on the podcast as well, but I'll save it onto my platform as well. Um, but yeah, I think content is one of those things that can be really um, time consuming and also uh, kind, of, kind of crush your confidence. If you spend a lot of time on it, it doesn't work. Um, how do you cut through the noise when it seems like everybody's creating a lot of content as well? Uh, so we're going to cover off all of those different topics. But if you've got questions, chuck them in the comments. I'll keep an eye on it. Lucy's going to join us shortly. No worries, Jasmine. Hope work is going well. Um, and we'll jump into answering all of her questions. Some of the questions that came through, which were really good, was what are the easiest platforms for um, editing? content, which I think will be really good. Um, Lucy has like a little studio that she has set up. Um, what apps and how do you save time with content creation, I think is another really good one. Do you plan or do you do it spontaneously? Uh, if you want to share how you feel about content creation at the moment, um, that would be interesting to hear how other people are going with it. Um, but I'm sure that Lucy will be here any minute now. And to help us answer these questions, I personally am, I used to be a lot more like curated. I have a running list of content ideas that I keep. So in my notes section, also um, on my computer, whether that's like social media, Substack writing, um, often I get inspired by coaching clients. Um, right, here's Lucy. Oh. Here she is. How are you going? Yeah. I'm good. How are you? Sorry. I yeah. that, um, I only, I've only really done a Instagram live once and I think it was like a year ago. So I couldn't remember exactly how it worked, which is yeah. ironic because we're going to talk about content creation, which I think happened with Bianca. And yeah. Oh yeah. It same. doesn't matter how much you do it. It, um, it can definitely be, it, it seems to always glitch and do its thing. So how are you? Nice to see you. Yes. I'm good. Yeah, really good. good. How about you? How are you? You're I'm in the midst good. of moving, right? I am um, just moved house, so it's been chaos, but it's good yeah. to to do this chat. We, I was just saying, killing time earlier. We've done some coaching and we've done content, and we've done just like 
get to know you DMs on on the DMs yes. that they love. I yes, love a voice message. Yeah, it might have been when I was living in Melbourne and you sent me a DM. We're like, I just listened to your podcast and this is how I feel. Um, and yeah, then, yeah, and, and then it was like a book. Um, yeah as well and that was like that's how I found out about your book yeah. and then yeah just been so good. big fan ever since I listen to like Thank every you. podcast so I'm <laughs> super excited to be chatting with you so good nice to have you here I was just saying um you are a content queen across every platform it feels like Thank you. um <laughs> you had Substack really early on and I think that was one of the first Substacks that I was like oh this is cool like watching you how you used it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we've also did some coaching around your YouTube, which has been some really interesting conversation. And then obviously you're really great at social media as well. Um, and showing up consistently, I feel. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I'm very, de- I'm very dedicated to uh, the, the power of consistency. Yep. But also getting, hoping to get better as I go as well because I yep. think – being consistent is one thing, but you need to also be improving yeah. as you go. Because yeah. Yeah, yeah, just being consistent is not enough, unfortunately. But yeah. it is a huge part of it. It's kind of a fifty-fifty. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Um. Well, let's jump into. It. Do you want to explain who you are, what you do? Yes, that's probably a good place to start. So, um, I'm Lucy Lemon. I'm a photographer who shoots all on film. So, like thirty-five millimeter film. Um, it's something I did as a hobby. And I share that kind of style of content on my YouTube channel, which is educational, um, entertaining, and shares pretty much anything in that sphere that I'm interested in that surrounds, like, photography and creativity. Um, And then I'm also – so, yeah, so I host that YouTube channel. I've had that for a little bit over two years now. And then I'm also a photographer for brands and businesses, Mm -hmm. which has been in the last sort of – six months like that's a fairly new thing yeah and I also create um videos for brands and businesses as well so photography and reels or short form sort of content Mm -hmm. um and then I have a couple of other little things that I do like like writing my Substack newsletter um Mm -hmm. I also do interviews with Frankie magazine like what I've done with you before Mm -hmm. um and then yeah a couple of other little bits of writing because I do really enjoy writing um and some uh, products that I sell, kind of mm-hmm. you know, digital products, and I do a little bit of consulting and one-to-one um, mm-hmm. with other photographers in the community who maybe are working on a project and they need like a second opinion or they just want to talk through most of what ends up being a mindset thing, mm-hmm. even if they think it's like something to do with their actual photography. It's always a mindset thing, yeah, um, which I'm sure you can relate yeah. to. Um, so yeah, so those are all like the mm-hmm. things like that come under the umbrella of what I do, but a lot of that is content creation pretty yeah. much so that's kind of I guess the actual mm. term for me yeah. I suppose yeah. would be a content yeah. creator yeah yeah I love it and so because you kind of started out with like your YouTube would you say was that your first kind of channel? yes yeah yeah so I had like zero or not zero but very little presence on social yeah. media and I've never been that into social media really prior yeah. to this which might it might be surprising to people who've been following me um and I was always very frustrated Mm. with sharing my photography online like as in it's not getting seen and didn't really know what to do with it um but I started yeah on YouTube after I had my son because I was 
really like lacking creativity, feeling really like, you know, had a lot of um, struggles with like becoming a mom and like losing my identity. So Mm. the YouTube channel was a way to kind of push myself to like go out on photo walks and share them on YouTube. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of how it started, like a hobby thing. I didn't think it would yeah. turn into anything and then it's snowballed from there. Yeah. And so were you kind of teaching people how to, I'm just interested because it's really like you've built the business where you now like, you know, sell content, but you were teaching people how to use cameras. Is that right? Yeah. So um, yeah. teaching people about cameras, um, but in a very like non-technical yeah. way, because I'm not a very technical person or photographer and I really love using really easy, um, simple gear, like point mm-hmm. and shoots. So my aim for the channel, um, was like, now that I look back on it, when I was watching YouTube, a lot of it was very, very like male dominated mm-hmm. in photography and also, yeah, very, very gear heavy and very technical. And I really wanted to come in with like a fresh perspective. So like yeah. I saw a gap mm-hmm. that I could fill. I was like, this is the content I would want to see so you know talking about the actual end product or how it feels to use the camera rather than the specs of the lens and all the things that I was seeing a lot of yeah Um, and it turned out that that really resonated with a lot of people and people really liked that I was sharing the experience with film photography in like a different way like that so so that was kind of the um and also incorporating like music and like art and other kind of things that I was interested in that surround like the analog process. There's yeah. a lot of people that like film, film, using film tend to like vinyl records and mm. art house movies and like all those kind of things. So I really wanted to encompass like all of that in, in one thing. Um, my partner makes the music for the channel mm. um, and he like, yeah, helps out a lot with like, you know, editing and he's very yeah. technical. So yeah. we really complement each other in that yeah. way. Yeah. I like that because there's a good tip in there for people looking at content because I think we've definitely seen this content creation that was like almost like I describe it with social media as like it was almost like, you know, it was quite easy to kind of cut through a little bit and then like this, you know, it was almost formulaic and predictable in a sense where you, Mm -hmm. excuse me, you could see where you know, a filter or a style of, you know, photography or, you know, things that were, you know, pretty standard, you know, and, and DIY and then, you know, of flat lays was a huge thing, right? Um, yeah. And yeah. then it's like people, you know, we're kind of rinsing and repeating. I think a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, that I just post it and it works because my audience see it. And now it's this like, you know, formula of, that's getting harder to predict and it's like almost like we – don't get many hints we can you know we kind of throw things at the wall and if they cut through they do but that yeah. I think you said something along the lines of like um what did what do I want to see what did I want to see and I think it's really good to come back to that question because you know mm-hmm. I notice this about myself too sometimes I can get into that content creation of just like you know here's a quote or talking about this and um had to you know just tell people about things versus being like you know who am I as a person you know what what does a day in the life of my work look like what you know what's my morning routine things like that yeah you know yeah 100% making it yeah making it like you're you're like the most unique thing Mm. about you so really like leaning into that and Mm. I could I did try like in the beginning I did sort of I was doing my own thing on YouTube but then I was also oh, I should do a video like this because mm. that's what all the other photography YouTubers do. And yeah. I would try and do it and it would just be 
awful because mm. it's like not me. Yeah. Um, and I know like you hear a lot of people say that, like a lot of business owners who, you know, say, I feel like I need to be this way yeah. and appear on social media in this way. And it's like, you know, that just, if that's not going to work yeah. for you, it's not going to come through. Yeah. It's not going to be engaging and it's also not sustainable. Yeah. So you've got to find yeah. like a way that you can come at it from your angle. Yeah. Um, and now I really embrace like not knowing maybe as much as a lot of other yeah. photography people like online. And that's kind of my thing. Yeah. So like leaning into your, I don't want to say weaknesses, but like, mm. yeah, kind of what makes yeah. you, 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 or cause other people will be like, Oh, I feel that same way. And now I feel seen hearing yeah. you talk about that, yeah. that way. Yeah. No, I think it's good. And it's the finding your voice because I think that's when social media and content creation across lots of platforms becomes unsustainable and uninspiring is because there's, we're trying to be uphold a brand and it's like you most, I mean, one of the questions that came through, which might be good um, to, to answer is how much do you plan versus how much is kind of spontaneous? You know, is it like planning this kind of, you know, um, month at a time or are you um, yeah, doing things a, on the go? It's a, it's a great question. Um, I mean, it's hard because you don't want to plan like, too much in advance and then not mm. have your finger on the pulse of what's going on or what you're interested in. Cause that can, yeah. especially for creatives can change a lot. Yeah. You know, you can be really excited about something and then like two weeks later, not so much. Mm-hmm. So I try and be, um, I try and be like as planned as I can, but whilst also fitting in, say if I do a session of like reels, mm-hmm. like I'll try and film, you know, maybe five or six reels at the same time. Yeah. So then I've got like, you know, a, a bulk amount of content and I'll have a few planned out or a few ideas. But if I'm kind of like, oh, this happened yesterday or I was listening to this podcast this morning, I really want to talk about it. I'll just go for it. Yeah. And then, you know, you can like cut cut it off and, and yeah. make it into something. So probably like a bit of both. But I do think um, planning in advance really helps you, even if it's bullet pointing like ideas or collecting ideas yeah. um which I think is something like you know you do and and probably a lot of people do like just keeping that running yeah. um you know kind of thing of just ideas that you have and things that you can explore um but yeah I do I do like to be planned out in a general sense with at least like two YouTube videos yeah. a month and then my weekly newsletter yeah so like I know that that needs to go out on Friday at 6 a.m mm-hmm. and it has done for like over a year yeah so I just know that I need to do that and it's just in there so I'm always trying to stay ahead with like the next person I'm going to interview or collecting up little bits and pieces that I can share in that newsletter or do I have something coming up that I can you know drive traffic to like a video or a product or something like that so um trying to get your content to like work together yeah help you plan as well but it can be quite hard to be honest yeah. with you, like to be totally transparent. It's a lot for one person yeah. to do. And I think people listening who feel overwhelmed, like a lot of the advice you get around content creation on YouTube and stuff from quite big channels or whoever it is that you're following, a lot of those people have like teams mm. of people around them that are doing all of the, the things. Mm-hmm. So don't feel like as one person, you need to like live up to those expectations. Cause it's kind of unrealistic. Like there's only, you only have so much like bandwidth um, yeah. as like one or two people. So unless you can bring someone on board, try and do something that's sustainable for you 
that you'll yeah. feel accomplished in and then fill in the gaps from there. Yeah. If you get to do two reels one week, you know, that's like a bonus to the one reel mm. that you're doing every week, yeah. you know. Do you, do you find that you have um, like the consistency of your email going out at 6 o'clock every Friday? Do you think, have you noticed that? in building your brand like or is that being like a personal practice for you just to make sure you get it done or do you find that that's a relationship with your audience as well I think it's um definitely like built a huge relationship with my audience and I've noticed um that it's 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 grown like really steadily because I keep showing up so like I'm one of the substacks that you know is going to come out mm-hmm. every week yeah. um, and I follow a few other ones that are like that and I kind of used them as inspiration because mm-hmm. I know like Sunday morning like process by Wesley comes out and mm-hmm. I'm excited to read it so I want to like show up for people in that mm-hmm. way because I want them to be excited about it so um, yeah. it's definitely helped to build everything and I think it's just a nice place to be outside of um, yeah. social media I know it I mean I suppose it's it's kind of a social media Mm. but going to straight to someone's like inbox and they can open it and there's no ads and there's no distraction Mm. they can just read um and I feel like yeah it reminds me of like tumblr yeah like back in the day you know I mean you can just kind of share whatever you want you know Oh, I love Substack. Every like almost every day, I'm like, I love this platform. Um, it's interesting because like I get uh, there's a few Substacks that I get that are on American time, and so they come in when I'm waking up on Saturday morning, and I feel like I sit in in bed and read it like a newspaper. I'm like, yes, yes. my favorite Substacks yes. are out. Yes. Um, but it's really interesting for the because I'm so far from consistent. Like I'm like I like it, and I I definitely can see the consistency. Um, you know, in like, yeah, because I enjoy that. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this person, there's something about it that, um, you know, is that some, like, I think something I would say I'm consistent in is my morning routine. And so I, and it, and I would put it up and I, in the morning and it's like, you know, there was a few people who were like, I love your morning routine. And, you know, and I'd have clients who are like, you know how you do your morning routine. And I had no idea that I was doing it. And then I just lent into it and was like, cool, you know, I'll, sometimes it's like a picture of a sunrise, you know, sometimes it's a quote or like what I'm doing. But, um, yeah, it's, I think that's a consistency where I've had so much positive feedback from mm. it. Yeah, I love seeing that because it always uh, motivates me to, I have mm. a toddler, so morning routine is pretty, like, <laughs> unachievable. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm sorry, excuse me, when he's like, you know, he wakes up at different times. But I use yours as inspiration mm. to kind of go out for a walk or get outside. Like yeah. I find that inspirational, and yeah, yeah. that's very yeah, it's very you. Yeah, you're very consistent. <laughs> it's true because, like, to the point that you were saying before, like, right, what is what is achievable for you? You know, like, and for me, yeah, the morning routine I'm doing it anyway, so creating content out of that is pretty effortless for me. Um, yeah. you know, and talking about, you know, what I'm up to between coaching and speaking gigs and podcasting and things like that. So, but yeah, I think you mentioned that I was going to ask, do you have a, do you have like, um, I guess what I would kind of call content pillars where you're just like, yeah, morning routine or, you know, like what you talk about, is it like education? You know, I think you do a lot of really good sharing and community building, but do you kind of have pillars that you go, I create under these you know, four or five things or do you kind of just do what feels right for you? 
I kind of do like I, I don't have the pillars. I'm really bad at like writing things down or putting them in anything. They're like in my head, and then mm-hmm. I feel like that's probably why I get quite overwhelmed a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, but I have pillars of like uh, I never want to be too much of one thing. So mm-hmm. if I'm sh- when I'm filming reels, I'm like, okay, there's two reels about cameras. I want to do a reel that's just about like something that's inspirational mm-hmm. for people that they can look to for inspiration. Then I might want to do one about social media or content creation yeah. and maybe it's a tip for people. So mm-hmm. balancing it out like that because I don't want to be just the photography camera person yeah. um, because I have more to offer. So I'm really yeah. mindful to not like box myself in that way, um, which I think people say like people have started sort of saying how, we've always heard about niching down, which Mm -hmm. you should do, but I think it's also good to have a couple of other things that you can talk Mm. about that surround that. So you don't, if you lose interest in that or you want to go in a different direction, you've got a little bit of leeway Mm -hmm. Um, because yeah, I I have found that I do get a little bit um, burnt out in the one topic, like with as much as I love photography, like there are Mm. other things I want to talk about and you can feel a little bit claustrophobic. Mm -hmm. So Um, finding other things that people looking at more the person so not like photography it's like who you know who the person is that likes photography especially film photography what other things do they like and generally they're going to be the things that I like too so like you know sharing playlists or talking about movies that have inspired me Mm -hmm. and then like linking it back to photography so those are kind of my killers i suppose um but they're not yeah written down anywhere i should do that do you know what i like about it is that it's because sometimes when you're teaching something and it's the same as business it's like people don't want to own like they you don't want to kind of yeah be the brand that's like they're always telling me to be better or to learn or to you know get to hustling or whatever so yeah yeah, i think it's yeah it's like content creation is yes you do like you know an element is that what you actually deliver and teach but then there's the element which is like it's a relationship Relationship. You know, you're building trust and you're showing that you're like them and that you have similar interests. And some of my favorite like accounts or like mailing lists too are people who give playlists or, you know, local bar yeah. recommendations or cocktail recipes. Yes. And, yes. Um, you know, because it's yeah. like I, if I like you and your style of business, right, then chances are I'm also going to like, you know, where you go for dinner on Friday night or, you know, so it's like that kind of, and I think for me, yep. like I really learned to lean into, because at first I remember with some of my content, I was like, that's not professional enough or like, you know, no one cares about your personal life. They're here to learn about business. But some of my highest performing content is like me taking the piss out of my girlfriend who hates content or, um, yes. you know, like, um, yeah, like things like, you know, going to office works cause I couldn't sleep in like things like that, where people have been so engaged because it's, yeah, it's totally like a, a it's, human. It's more relatable. Yeah. yeah. It really humanizes the brand. And I think people want that more now than ever. Mm. Um, and to, to your point of the business thing, like I've, never been like a businessy person mm-hmm. like I've always just had like a nine to five kind of job and then now I'm like working for myself so I've had to like learn all these things and finding people like you or yes. like um Fiona Kalaki from like my daily business yeah. like all those kind of people where I'm like you're not super super businessy 
or stuffy and it's like it appeals to me so like you guys are the people I would go to and you've given me a lot of things to identify you as Mm. the person for me um and you're filling yeah like that gap so I think thinking about how you, you can do that for your own yeah. content, so take yourself you know, whether you're a brand or a business. Yeah, yeah totally. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, we had another question on here. What are some of the easiest platforms that you think that you um, are ways to uh, create reels and content? So I don't do much of my editing because my partner does that side of it um, and he uses DaVinci Resolve, which is mm-hmm. quite a um, quite like an in-depth like program, but mm-hmm. it is free. Mm-hmm. There's a free version and a um, a pro version, and we just recently, like only just recently, got the paid version, and we've done mm-hmm. everything with the free mm-hmm. version. Um, mm-hmm. And it's if you have a little bit of time to watch YouTube videos mm-hmm. and you're kind of that way inclined, can you know pretty easily like learn how to use that, and that will allow you to you know, do things like, you know, color grade your footage to make it look a certain way and get a style mm. um, and just, you know, really like leveling. Yeah. Um, but like that's, you know, at the sort of higher end, but I don't do a lot of that stuff. I am like coming up with the, like the actual content, mm. like the planning, the delivering, and then I'm like, you know, captioning and posting and doing all that mm. stuff. So I guess I'm pretty spoiled that I've got someone mm. doing that for me. Um, but I honestly think that uh, with with in terms of like video content, I don't think that the most important thing is that it looks good or it's of this really high standard because I see a lot yeah. of really great content. Like if you've got good information, you know, your phone, especially if you've got a new mm. phone, like mm. I, I, I don't have a new phone, but if you've got a new phone, like the camera in that is like, yeah. you know, more yeah. than you need, especially for socials. I think like TikTok's really made it where people – want that more in the moment yeah. kind of content that's not really super polished. Mm. Um, I think in my industry, in my niche of photography, people appreciate that more because they are like into gear mm. and that kind of like visual yeah. Um, thing. But yeah. yeah, I think like, yeah, you don't need to put too much pressure on that. It's more yeah. your ideas, which I think is the case with a lot of things. I well. like that. That's really good advice. Yeah, I have the new iPhone. I think it, I don't know what one it is, not the newest newest, but um yeah, I think I feel like I used to filter stuff all the time and then was like mm-hmm. the quality is so good that I'm like also I think it's I think another really good piece of advice that I'm just realizing is something that I'm constantly doing is like watching what content that I'm engaging with. And I think you're right, like a lot of like raw real time you know like unfiltered stuff is like Mm -hmm. again trust building and it's you know something that's like oh yeah this person isn't super curated and I think we didn't Mm -hmm. really curate it and now like we're not there we're like um we want someone who's like that it's we're actually more in the era of like show me you're not um bot yes Yes. yeah yeah show me you're like a real person yeah like relatable for sure yeah or even um like there's a, I follow this DJ, like local DJ, and mm. um, he will just have, he'll just film himself um, on the computer or playing mm. guitar or like, you know, playing around with like all his like synths and stuff. And then he'll just um, have like a narration over the top mm. and font of saying like something about like what he yeah. does, you know, about like, you know, his business, 
and he's like on screen but he's busy doing what he would normally yeah. be doing so yeah. I'm guessing he probably just does that a lot he's yeah. like all right I'm gonna chuck my phone on a tripod or wherever yeah film myself doing this this, yeah. this and this cut it up and then all he's gonna do is speak into a microphone or record himself talking yeah. which is a lot more a you can read mm. so you can just go straight for it you're not on camera you're yeah. not questioning yourself yeah. um and I know a lot of people don't like doing that and mm. I just thought like oh that's mm. so great and and then I think you and just it's sort of repurposing your every day right because yeah. it's like you've got to do the content I see a lot of artists do that with like their yeah. time lapse and stuff you know and seeing yeah. the process and I think that's a really smart way in terms of time management with content creation mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. What, are you, what are you already doing every day that can kind of show the behind the scenes that's like, you know, part of that, yeah, you don't have to carve out time to go and do it. Mm. Yep, yeah. yeah. That's a, a very sustainable way and a very good like, um, not like entry level, but I know that a lot of people don't, mm. they're not comfortable on camera. Yeah. And that's a really good way to like kind of a gateway to just yeah. sort of like, it's just your voice and then, like, your hands yeah. doing something or nice footage and you can just chuck, yeah. like, captions on it. Yeah. And then maybe, like, down the track you could do, um, yeah. like, something to camera yeah. or, like, what we're doing now yeah. if you've got someone else. Yeah. Like, that really Get helps as well. I yeah. open, um, for those looking for places to where to make content as well, I did um, – work with instant meta last year and a piece of their advice was like using the app because the app is they've got so many people who are making like templates and you know suggestions and ways to clip it together and everything so they're they're kind of setting you up with a formula of things they're going to click through but I have a feeling that there's like a, a favor too that's like can you know, if you're making it in the app, they want that. Like that yeah. serves them yeah. that you've made it in the app. In the app. So, yeah. um, yep. you know, it, it can be sometimes a bit of a, a little bitch to like <laughs> to make everything on such a small screen, right? But if you yeah, are it doing is. like something that I've done before, which is just capture heaps of short clips, like, yep. you know, three to five seconds, mm-hmm. cut, like just upload them all and let Instagram kind of put them in like their little template and then you can actually do a voiceover straight into Reels. Yeah, yeah. yep. And then that's like pretty easy. It's a little, a little bit fiddly, like you say, doing anything like that on your phone. If you've got like a bigger screen and all that, you can do it. But that's kind of if you enjoy that side of things, yeah. it's good. Um, but yeah, hundred percent. That's mm. like a really good thing to do. And I see a lot of um, Reels where um, I'm like, oh, I wish this was captioned yeah. because like. A lot of us don't have our phones on loud. Yeah. Like if I'm sitting in with my son for like an hour waiting yeah. for him to go to sleep, like patting him down, I'm like, I don't have the sound on. Yeah. And it'll be like a recipe or I saw one the other day from like a gin company and I turned, I did turn the volume up. Yeah. And I was like, wow, he, like what he's saying yeah. is really interesting and yeah. valuable. I wish there was captions That's because so like if I didn't know that he was saying that, I might just sort of keep scrolling. So yeah. Um, that's just yeah some it's really simple and seems obvious but I feel like since I started doing that my like um yeah uh, like saves and shares have gone like way up when I've I've got the um yeah like I love that that's a great tip because um like it's assuming that everyone's multitasking right like you can't assume that your people are sitting down to consume your content people are barely watching a million dollar netflix show multi-million dollar netflix show without being interrupted or on two devices so like to assume that we're yeah yeah. 
if like this is so bad and I'm like embarrassed to admit it but like my friend and I was saying this the other day like you know when you've got something that you're watching but maybe you've lost interest and then you're like you've got something on that you're watching but you're also on your phone so you're on two things which is really really bad and I don't condone that but it happens and it's like you're not going to put the sound on because you're already watching something so yeah or maybe it's something your partner likes that you're like just trying to throw them a bone and you're on your phone so like yeah we are like living in that kind of world Uh, so the more you can think about that and cater to it which leads me to my next question is how do you cut through like how do you because that that's an attention span thing right I did when we did Mm -hmm. our make your mark event with Squarespace recently the research that I found was the average attention span is like six to 12 seconds in an online space. And so like, and I think she's done really well, um, you know, like you have really good reach and um, across lots of platforms, but what would you say are some of the pieces of content or advice that you're all trends? Cause sometimes it's not even like you can give advice and then somebody can apply that and it doesn't work. Right. So, but what would you say of some of the kind of cut through observations that you've found for your content? I think um, things that cut through are generally things that are useful mm-hmm. to someone who is watching. Mm-hmm. Um, so content that's being saved and shared yeah. um, and it's got lots of comments are the reels. Would, that would you the say best. that people save things that they want to come back and rewatch? Like if it's because it's practical? I think people save things when they find it. I don't know if they, I think maybe they intend to rewatch yeah. it, but they've saved it because they don't want to lose it. It's kind yeah. of like a, almost like a, FOMO type yeah. thing where you save yeah. it because you're like, because you know that once it's gone, it's kind of gone into like the yeah. ether of yeah. Instagram, you know yeah. what I mean? And then you're like, oh, what was that person called? So you yeah. save it so you can kind of like either go back on their profile, rewatch it or um, use the information in it. Um, and then in my case, I save a lot of things for inspiration yeah. as well because I'm like, oh, cool. And then I, when I'm feeling really like, oh, I'll go through that and be like, oh, I mm. love that reel because of that. So how can I use that in my content? But generally speaking, I think it's when people find something valuable, mm-hmm. um, valuable, interesting or like useful. Yeah. Um, and that doesn't necessarily mean that you need to be sharing something that's specifically educational. Mm-hmm. Like it can be... Um, Maybe it's an opinion that you have mm-hmm. that someone else is mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, yes, like, I agree with that. Like, you know, like, that's a form of, like, you know, connecting and yeah. it's, like, going to cut through with yeah. them. Um, so I think, yeah, thinking about how you can provide, like, value to mm-hmm. people rather than making it about yeah. yourself. And I think this is something people go, people think that social media or, like, their social media profile is about mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. And it is to an extent, but, like, not really it's about your um you know it's about your audience and it's yeah. about the community that you're building so how can you like serve them or or like engage with them genuinely yeah. so whether you're asking them for their opinion like mm. this is my favorite camera like or this is like my best looking camera like mm-hmm. what's the best looking camera you own like what's the most yeah. gorgeous camera in your collection yours might be like you know this is my like top like business book mm what business book changed your life the most, you know, comment below. Something like that simple can people like love to have their say. They love to have their, that's like kind of what the internet's, you know, based on. It can be, yeah, it can be good and bad because, you know, everyone wants to like have their two Mm -hmm. cents. But Mm -hmm. I think thinking about things of how you can 
reframe it. So when I sit down to do reels, sometimes it'll take me three or four times to get the mm. first line right. right. Cause I'll say like, you know, um, really it's natural for you to kind of intro something in a really like honest way that's mm. maybe a bit boring. Mm-hmm. Like today we're going to talk about, you know, yeah. but like if you can come in first with the question yeah. or the pain point mm-hmm. or the thing that, you know, is going to polarize people a little bit. Yeah. Then, like the then talk about it. You've, yeah. you've the hook. You've got their attention. So I'm always like, oh, you know, what, what can I do to position it that way? Because yeah. especially with short form content, because like, like it's like I see my partner go through reels. I'm like, oh my god, it's brutal. You just flip through like 50. Yeah. And and like you know, so it's really hard. Yeah. So trying to um, think about those first few seconds. Yeah. Um, and then if you're not talking, if it's um, like just footage, how can you cut it? to make it really yeah. dynamic, yeah. Um, which is unfortunate. Like I hate saying that because I feel like we are very, yeah. you know, I, it's like a million miles an hour. That's I think one of the things that the Instagram templates with reels, like if you use the templates, they are formula, formulas that people at Instagram have created for attention spans. So it's like, yeah, that and, and it's exactly that. So if you do want something that kind of, you know, at least gets reach, which is an, another interesting topic, right? How much of your content is like, um, and I was having this conversation recently, but how much is like, you know, something that might be really shareable or, you know, quick and like attention grabbing versus Mm -hmm. like stuff that you know that you really want to be creating or talking about and maybe of more substance yeah exactly I think finding the balance between those two things um and that depends on your kind of your goal Mm -hmm. around social media and your why which I think is very akin to like what you talk about like in your book and in your content about business Mm -hmm. it's like coming back to like why you started the business, like what are the values of the business, like coming back to the core things all the time. Social media is like kind of the same, you know, like you need, you need to come back to why you're on there and like where, what, you know, if you're just wanting likes or follows and, and you want like your reel to get a hundred thousand plays, like, but what are you doing with that? Like what's the purpose of it? You know? And then that's going to be the the driver for you. Um, so I think, yeah, like going, taking a step back and thinking about that, um, and then making sure that you balance your content, um, not always to serve the algorithm or Mm. have that in mind and share things that, you know, maybe are resonating with less people, but in a really powerful way. And Mm -hmm. that's like aiding to build your community because to build a community, like a real community takes Mm. a lot of effort and time. And I think people forget that they Mm. think that you know, you should be able to build it in like, and it's like, no, no, like all this stuff takes a lot of time. And if you're wanting to like go viral with a piece of content, it's just not really going to serve you. Like vanity metrics, really, like really what's it going to give you? Like it's never something I'm trying to achieve. Like I want to speak to the people in my community and like really show up for them. And I want the same 10 people that always comment to comment. Like they're the most important people to me. Um, And then I want to try and get like 10 more people like Mm. not, a hundred thousand people watching it and then like following me, but like never engaging with anything Mm. and forgetting about me. You know what I mean? That's such good advice because it's like, you never, you never go and find and follow the person who made the viral video. You no. actually just send it to your friends, right? Like, and then you forget about that person. Yeah. Right. Like you never actually, you just, it's, it's like 10 people down by the time you've 
you know, even found it's been made into a meme or something, you know. Yeah, um, totally. That's so true. Yeah, whereas um, you remember people like um, like Streetless, mm, like on YouTube, yeah. like always going to watch your yeah. videos, even if it's something I'm not interested, like that interested in. Yeah. Um, Or like would have clicked off if I didn't know you, but like, I mean, I don't know him personally, but like I've been watching his channel for a long time and, yeah. you know, I just like the way he presents things and the way he is. And yeah. he appeals to me. So, like, I'm here for you because you're mm. here for me. Like, it's yeah. a, yeah, it's just like a relationship. It's just yeah. online, like, yeah. pretty much. <laughs> I tell Yeah. <laughs> like, that's how I feel about yeah. social media. Like, it's yeah. just like being social in real yeah. life. So, like, yeah. if someone asks you a question and you ask them a question and you get mm. to know them and you, it's like a give and take thing and it's not yeah. like a one-sided thing. Yeah, for sure. I love that. Um, and so that kind of takes me to the question around the audience. So like you mentioned before, asking your audience questions, which, you know, I think is a really good tip because people want to talk about themselves and it's not asking their opinions, I think is a really important tip that you mentioned mm-hmm. rather than being like, what can I, what answers can you give me that are going to help me? I think that really flops when you're like, what do you want to hear from me? It's like, yeah. Oh, you know, take kind of your time to craft the job question. To, yeah. To mm, get. Like it's sort of your job to like kind of come up with mm. things that are going to be interesting. Like it's like your your job yeah. if you want to like, you know, take it seriously and do it like, yeah, yeah. rather than kind of expecting people to, to show up for yeah. you like in that way. I think, yeah, asking people like their opinion or yeah. like their thoughts on something is, is really engaging. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I love that. And so how, what are your tips for kind of building that audience? And like, you know, obviously you've got audience that are quite different on different platforms between YouTube, Instagram, Substack, but yeah, how do you, how have you kind of gone about it? What would your tips be for people looking to build an audience, you know, to find new people? Like, you know, when you said find the next 10 people who are mm-hmm. like that, how much of your analytics are you looking at and you know like using that to guide your time of day or who you're speaking to um anything any kind of other behind the scenes kind of audience uh, like metrics understanding or like you know data things that you do yeah so I think like all the obviously all the platforms are pretty different and I definitely recommend just picking like one or two Mm -hmm. to focus on because I think if you're spread too thin you're never really going to be able to fully nurture Mm. the community and like understand the platform and build that audience. So like mine are Instagram and YouTube. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I'm not on TikTok. Like I'm just fully invested Mm. in Instagram and YouTube. Um, So they're very different. Mm. Like obviously one is like long form, one's short form. YouTube um, is a lot more of a kind of like a longer game. I think like mm-hmm. you really have to commit to that and it's not sort of like oh I'm going to dip a toe into the YouTube pool and then you know expect something to happen whereas maybe with Instagram you can do that a little bit more like, like, YouTube really like I bet this went well on Instagram I'm going to go and put it on YouTube and it's going to do well as well you know yeah, yeah they don't really like crossover um so yeah they're very very they're very very different um and I've found lately I've been having more success on Instagram mm-hmm. than on YouTube but then that's because I started putting more time and effort into Instagram. Mm-hmm. So Instagram is growing. And then because I'm putting so much effort into Instagram, I'm kind of like taken away from YouTube. So mm-hmm. YouTube's kind of falling a little bit, which is fine as long as you understand that. But like what I was saying before, it's hard to be across kind of everything. Um, but in terms of um, analytics, like I look at sort of 
in terms of reels, I'm looking at like saves and shares and then like looking in the comments of like how many people are commenting mm-hmm. on this mm-hmm. and like what are the quality of the comments yeah. or are there like other conversations going on in the comments of this reel yeah. that I can like piggyback off yeah. um, and looking at it as to like, why did this do well? Mm-hmm. So I'm always looking across like everything. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like why was this sub stack opened more than all my others? Yeah. And trying to just decipher that as best yeah. I can. Sometimes it's a bit of a mystery with these things, um, but often it will be something like, you know, it really invited people to mm. share their experiences. Um, unfortunately, a lot of the time it can be like negative, which mm-hmm. is um, unsurprising really because like I feel like the human mind is sort of drawn to, to yeah. that. But um, if it's, you know, yeah, like some kind of like pain point or like complaint yeah. that tends to um, do well, but like how could you take that and like reframe mm. it as a positive or solve the problem for people? Yeah, I love that. Um, so you're not like feeding that negativity, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, in terms of like, yeah, like looking at the analytics, I definitely, I think that YouTube gives you a lot more than Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, YouTube gives you like an insane amount, mm. like, you know, it's just crazy. Um, but with Instagram, yeah, I just look at those things and um, look at what, yeah, what's like really resonating mm. um, with people, and then looking at what didn't do well, yeah. and working out, did I really like doing that? Yeah. Like, what was the ROI on? Like, that really flopped. Yeah. But I really enjoyed it, and it was important to me. So I'm gonna, I'm, I will keep doing that because it really mm. makes me happy. Or, oh, that was a lot of time and effort. Don't really think I'll do that again. I'll focus yeah. just on this. But I think if you just focus just on the analytics and the metrics and the data and what does well and we'll do more of that you become like this soulless Mm. kind of algorithm servant of social media and then you'll probably end up burning out getting frustrated so I always make sure I give myself like like my static posts always just what I want to post um yeah because I know know. that they're not going to do as well yeah like reels are to grow and then my story and my static posts are like things that I you know, I'm really excited yeah. about and I really want yeah. to share and they're less, like, there's less pressure on them and I think it's really important yeah. to have, like, content you share like you did back in the day where you yeah. were just, like, sharing what you yeah. wanted to share. Like, do, yeah. still do that. Like, I, um, yeah. I guess that's the I idea, think, right, is you use the algorithm to find the, you know, to, to get the people over to the platform and then have the information on, the, on your profile that's, like, you know, here's what I actually do. Like kind of like I got mm-hmm. your attention, but here's the practical, you know, what I actually do, and that you know yeah, that does yeah. get a message across. Mm. I'm definitely doing and really like nurturing people when they're there. Yeah. Like what I was saying before uh, with those like ten people, so making sure you've got lots of stuff for people to like discover. Like if I yeah. find a reel by someone and I'm like, oh, this is really cool, or I love this girl's outfit, or whatever it is, and then I'm mm. on her his or her Instagram. I'm then like going to go to like their link in bio probably yeah. to see what else they do. Yeah. I'm like, oh, like what do you do? And then you go on their website. Yeah. So people are doing a lot of, um, I think I heard it from you that people are 70% of people's research mm-hmm. is done behind closed yeah. doors. People are doing mm-hmm. that like about you, yeah. whether you're a business or a brand, it's like, yeah. um, you know, or just a person, mm-hmm. like people are doing that. Mm-hmm. So giving them something to really sink their teeth into yeah. of, to get to know you. And I always say like doing a post, like a pinned post that's, sharing some facts mm-hmm. about you like especially yeah. if you're an artist or a creative because a lot of people will have all their yeah. work like all their photos or all their drawings or all their clothes they make mm-hmm. and then you're kind of like oh who are you yeah like so having a picture of you 
some facts about you. Yeah. So like people who land on your page and they want to get to know you and they want to connect with you, they can then know that like, you know, you're also a mom yeah. or I don't know, you like the same music as them or yeah. like whatever. I think yeah. that's a really good way to like start building yeah. the relationship and, and, and the, the, the community. Yeah, no, that's really really good advice I think too something that I've noticed since moving my website I set up my freebies like I have a business plan template Mm -hmm. and it's free and it used to just be like you know people would join the mailing list but because through my current website they have to like they go through the shop and it's it's still free but like so I get Mm -hmm. notified when people buy it or download it and Mm -hmm. I love it because it's this reminder that you know my content is out there working on my behalf even if it's a Sunday you know I'm at the pub listening to jazz you know and I'm like oh great like people are enjoying my content right now so it's the those and I think that's back to the point is like what is the purpose of the content that you're creating on a platform is it to get people you know for me it's like get people to the website as quick as possible you know um because that's where the valuable stuff is you know or to the podcast and stuff so mm-hmm. yeah I think yep. like thinking about what what your actual outcome so it's not just a viral video without a result you know yeah 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 exactly um, knowing yeah. that end point yeah goal yeah yeah um I wanted a couple two more questions um you mentioned about some of the negative side and then also like the overwhelming with content creation and things. Has there been, um, what are like, I guess I think a lot of people will go, you know, how do I keep up or I spend all this time making content and it doesn't work. Is there any kind of mindset hacks in there that you kind of use? I mean, I think what you shared just before is like just observing and using it as data rather than getting caught up in it being like, Oh, okay, people didn't like that or they really liked that or they're saying this, which mm-hmm. I was also going to just add is something that I've also done is if I've got someone on my, I remember seeing someone talk about hard time that they were having in business recently and they were just really honest and transparent about it. And I was like, this is my target market, right? These are the people that, you know, my job is to try and help and support and understand what's going on for them mm-hmm. and then, you know, mm-hmm. you provide resources or whatever. And I just went and read the comments and I wrote a whole page of like what people were, how people are feeling about business, being a business right now, um, which has helped me a lot, you know. So just I think there's so much that you can use to observe um, and get feedback. Mm. But mindset stuff for you in terms of like for people who might be deflated or overwhelmed or scared of negative feedback or things like that with socials, what's your kind of hack there? Yeah, it can be really hard. like on socials, like I definitely have uh, like ups and downs and mm-hmm. can feel really burnt out being on so many things. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, like being on camera or being the person that's delivering things. And, um, you know, when you interview people and you're know, like then filming a YouTube video and you're filming reels, it's like a lot on you. So mm-hmm. thinking about ways that you can, you know, um, like that's why I like Substack because mm-hmm. it's writing and I'm not like having to actually show up if that makes mm-hmm. sense. So mm-hmm. leaning into like what it is that you like enjoy doing so you don't feel so overwhelmed. Yeah. Um, so, you know, like I'm not a huge fan of live streaming on YouTube. I find it really stressful and I've tried to do it and I'm like, you know what, it just ends up creating so much anxiety for me that it's like mm-hmm. not worth it. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to stick with my like produced mm-hmm. content that I can edit and I feel comfortable. It's on my terms. Like I'm also, I, you know, I have a small child. It's really hard for me to fit it in. So like, mm-hmm. you know, looking at what you're like, what you're like that zone of like what you're good at, mm-hmm. what you have time for and like, you know, crossing those two things over so you don't get really overwhelmed. 
Um, and then mindset in terms of like negative comments, which like I'm extremely, uh, you know, familiar with. And it's really hard if you're in a bad mood already to like, and I've definitely lost like hours of my life, like arguing back and forth with people. Um, but like, <laughs> I'm just like the best thing you can do is to ignore that um, because it's normally coming from a place of unhappiness mm. on their end and everybody will like, everybody you know, will be victim to that. Mm -hmm. So it's not just you. Remember that that's happening to like a lot of other people. Um, and also remembering that you're not like as on display as you think you mm -hmm. are. So like you sometimes think like, oh my God, you know, like everyone's watching and everyone's like this or that. The reality is like everyone else is thinking that about themselves mm. and like everyone's really wrapped up in their own thing probably more than ever. Yeah. So like people aren't, they're not going to remember, like they probably aren't paying attention. Um, so like, yeah, find mm. solace in that if you can. I mean, it's kind of like good and bad because then you've got to do so much to get people to notice. But like, yeah, it's it's not um, yeah. it's not as big as you, you, as you think it is. Yeah. So pushing through um, that. And also if you are worried about um, like if it's jumping on Instagram or starting a YouTube channel or even just starting like a social mm. media page and worrying about what friends and family will say or whatever it is, look to other people that you really admire. So say if it's, you know, someone like mm. you and like go back to like the start mm. of their feed. Don't <laughs> um, or do like that. the YouTube channel. <laughs> 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 like, like, <laughs> Like go back to like the start of like my YouTube channel and it's like, oh yeah. god, like you know, yeah. it's like yeah, like the edits or you know, like just just to reassure yourself that like mm. everyone had to start somewhere. Yeah. And like when that person like when you first started like mm. startup creative, like no one was like, mm. Oh yeah, like Kayleen Langford, it was like you had to build that up. Yeah. So go and find like real evidence of that happening mm. to other people mm. where they started doing something and then if they'd stopped because of like yeah. a negative comment, they wouldn't be where they are now. Yeah. So, you know, and I you use that. that to like project you, you know, and push, push you forward. That's what mm -hmm. I always do. I'm always going oldest video on YouTube. Play. <laughs> you can definitely do that to me. I'm not, I'm, I'm so fine with it. I actually sometimes go back and read my own advice because I'm like, what do I say? Um, but it's the, I love that because like, I think it's this, I think I do, used to do it a lot more probably before cancel culture that kind of gave me a bit of anxiety, but this, my new, my mentality is like holding it lightly and having fun with it and playing with it and yeah, not taking it so seriously. So I think that there's um, that sense of like, not everyone's looking at you, you know? So mm. um, yeah. My final two hours question was you've built your brand from to from creating content for yourself on these platforms, how have you then um, gone transitioned and what are your tips for people who might be looking to do it for brands and monetizing content creation? So, yeah, monetizing, like, content can sometimes seem kind of tricky. Like, when I yeah. first started, I was like, how does this person get paid to do this? Yeah. And it can seem like a bit of a mystery. So mm -hmm. there's, you know, the obvious things like, you know, sponsorships, um, affiliate marketing, um, like AdSense from YouTube, which I think a lot of people think pays a lot more than it actually does. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, things like Patreon or memberships that you can do. Um, all of those things I find to be quite sort of labour and time intensive for sometimes not a huge 
um, you know, return mm-hmm. and creates a bit of a sort of a hamster wheel of you always having to like be on and do things. And you're also relying on like brands wanting to sponsor you mm-hmm. or, um, you know, Google, you know, AdSense paying you, so eyes on your things. So you do become a bit of a servant of like the algorithm yeah. and all of those things. So I think where you can really take the power back like as a content creator um, or like an artist or whatever you want to call it because I feel like they're all kind of interlinked is like, you know, creating your own like courses or products or things, whether it's just like audio of you talking about something that's really mm-hmm. useful to people. Um, you know, it's like, it could it, yeah, it could literally be anything, like downloadable mm-hmm. things um, and things that you create that provide real value mm-hmm. and like answer a problem. And then, um, you know, like you said, making a website and then your content can drive traffic to those things. I mm-hmm. think that's a really nice relationship because it mm-hmm. informs your content and gives you yeah. a purpose because you're like, well, I really want people to like find out about this awesome course I have or this like, you know, PDF that I have that's really helpful. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to create content that like kind of drives traffic to that. And then you're in control mm-hmm. of your mm-hmm. income more than if you're just relying on like, sponsorships yeah. and brand partnerships and things like that which are great obviously and especially if you can find someone that you align mm. with but um yeah I just think like taking the power back a little bit mm. um same with having like that's you know why Substack's great because you've got like an email list mm. of people and you're not relying on like you know Instagram following that then gets hacked and you lose it so mm. trying to safeguard yourself there um and then in terms of like other ways of monetizing it like I am now I guess a professional photographer I still feel weird saying that because what I do for work feels like what I would shoot anyway Mm -hmm. which is obviously like the dream um but yeah the more you share your work the more chances Mm. there are for you to then get opportunities Mm. like a brand who wants to collaborate with you or like they want you, they want to pay you to photograph their stuff or make reels or yeah. I don't know, you're seeing a lot of artist collaborations at the moment yeah. with like Vans and Reebok and, yeah. you know, they want to know the process of the artist and like pay them to do stuff. Or like I recently did something with the Ace Hotel in Sydney because mm. they were like, oh, cool, we love film photographers, you know. So like that was amazing. So yeah. the more you yeah. put yourself out there like that, the more mm. financial opportunities you'll receive so think of that when you're creating content as well and think less about like oh what does meta want yeah you know like put stuff out that you're like this is cool this is what i'd love to get paid for and then like maybe this will get the attention of Mm. like x y z brand that i love rather than oh my god i've got like a hundred thousand plays on my reel and like this many followers because it's like it just doesn't it doesn't really mean anything you know at the end of the day it's such good advice because there's definitely times where I'm like my Instagram is flopping mostly because I don't give it attention. And then, <laughs> but like in the back end, yeah, like I'm running an event with Squarespace and like I just can't keep up with coaching and things. And it's yep. like, oh, it's that times where you, where you go, mm-hmm. oh, that's not real life. You yep. know, I'm not on Instagram and I'm not giving it attention because I've got these paid things happening over here that yep. pay for my time. And, yes, you know, I, I think my life, reach yeah. was in a pretty dippy place um, a while back. And I, I always say that you never know who's watching. And that's the consistency and creating content, not just the algorithm, because it's a reflection of your work. And, you know, I don't think my real, my stories or anything were kind of getting much on Instagram. But I was like, hey, I just launched my new website. And that's how I got my website. Yes 
like I listened to the audio part of yeah. it stuck when you oh, yeah. told the story yeah. of that and I was like oh like fuck yeah that's so good yeah. like I say those it things takes all the time one person to watch it and the right person, person you know yep and they'll yeah. be like oh awesome you're doing this we want to do something yeah. with you so yeah I think it's so much bigger yeah. picture than yeah. just in- Instagram and and on social media it's yeah. way more like because all those people um, yeah, are on there as well. Looking, yeah. for, I feel like brands and businesses are really looking for people to do yeah. cool things with that align with them. So yeah. the more you can show, yeah, what you can yeah. do. Um, I love yeah. that. I, I, I literally today was just like, oh, I did this speaking gig at Sydney University the other week, and I was like, but that's nowhere to be seen if you didn't follow the stories on the day, you know. Mm-hmm. So like mm-hmm. going and being like, cool, how can I find those photos and put it on the grid and do something about it, you know, and it's not going to be this big fancy reel, but it's just like it's a portfolio as well. So yeah, if somebody, you know. Yeah, it is kind of like that. Like it is kind of um, it's like a little bit of a resume mm-hmm. of what you can do yeah, um, and, and your skills. So whether that's interviewing people or speaking or it's your art or, you mm-hmm. know, whatever it is, like build build up those examples of you and put out what you would like to be paid to do yeah and and then like so make make the work that you want to be paid for you know and put that out there amazing great advice and somebody left a comment before saying um that you inspired them to buy a film camera and a polaroid and to take it up so and likewise i think you gave me my recommendation for my first film camera as well um and i remember that where to get film printed and stuff and i think that's you know what you've done really well in in your um brand is like you've carved out your niche of making film feel like something we can all play with and it's not this elitist thing. Yeah. You know. yeah, it should be fun. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it should be fun and accessible for everyone because it can yeah. be very, like, gate, like it's very gate-kept yeah. by people yeah. who, like, want to overcomplicate it. And, yeah. Um, yeah, that's, like, I've never been for that. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was, like, my aim going in. And I always come back to that. Like, I recently had an opportunity with a um, – a, brand and like they were selling cameras and they were just really expensive and I was like mm. no thanks because like I don't yeah. want to promote that like it doesn't align with me um and I always try and yeah come back to n- that core value which mm. is like photography photography should be like fun accessible and like for anyone yeah. and I just want people to like look away feeling inspired and like wanting to create something mm-hmm. like take photos and just like yeah. have fun you know yeah. I think that's a really good tip for people because it's like your brand and your consistency and how you show up and the community that you build is just as much as what you say no to by you know making and the more that you know and engage with and and watch and research your audience and you know what they're liking and you start to kind of like co-build it together then mm-hmm. um you the more that they trust you and go, if I come to you, you're not going to give me advice that's completely out of touch, you know, to my reality. So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, I love that. Um, Thank you so much for all of your amazing insights and advice. People can get you to take their photos for brands. They can, I think you've got prints. uh, Did you do your stock packs? I feel like that's. No. (laughs) Coming soon. soon. I'm setting up my Squarespace website at the moment. Um, But it keeps like getting pushed back because of other um, opportunities that have come, which I'm very grateful for. So that'll be out soon and there'll be a place to go to view everything but if anybody wants to say hello um i love 
chatting with people and love the DMs and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, feel free to it's say fun. hello. Amazing. Sure. Yeah. Thank you. And this was awesome. So good. And we have a mindset. I'm hosting a mindset um, webinar in the morning on Zoom for people who are looking at to manage focus, motivation and time, which I yes. think could actually be a really perfect um, follow on for this mm. in terms of mm. like we had so many things to do. There's so many great tips in here about how to not get overwhelmed with content creation is one of the mm. things to do as small business owners or creators. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Tomorrow. Nice follow up. Come join. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Thank you conversation. My final thing I was just going to say for people at home, we're talking about that conversation about like, you know, negative comments or getting scared about creating content. You hadn't done a live in ages. Yes. Um, I was literally just talking shit to the camera before you got here. But there was some weird bots or things that popped up and started doing messages, like comments. On really? This. I can't, don't know if you can see them, but I had to go in and block some people. But I'm like, oh, no. like yeah. they're just bots. Like that are, I'm like, I don't know what or where mm. these from, but um, yeah. a really good example of like, you just got to get on and do it and figure it out and learn. I yep. just learned how to you know, kick someone out of the call if they're just being well, a weird bot. I knew no idea that you were doing yeah. that. So I, was on camp. I kind of like, um, I didn't have the comments. I find it really hard in like lives to yeah. do like the comments and chat to the person. I'm very like, uh, I love like one-on-one yeah. on one being like really present. So I find it hard yeah. to, yeah, awesome. do all of that. So thank you for no. kicking them off. All good. Thank you for being here. Um, And lovely to see you and connect. And thanks for all your great advice. Awesome. So nice. All right. Have a good afternoon. You too.